Your one stop for exclusive interviews. I'm joined by University of Central Oklahoma quarterback commit Cooper Wilcox. Cooper, thank you for taking the time to talk to me today. Man, really, the culture that the coaches show as soon as you walk in the doors, they make it feel like your family. They make it feel like a, a healthy environment to come and play football. I'm joined by University of Central Oklahoma senior H-back Dante McGee. Dante, thank you for taking time this morning to talk to me. This is honestly a once-a-lifetime thing, you know. Usually you get your five years and you're done, but you know, you get an extra year of play. I was like, you know what, I, I want to come back. I want to spend another year with these guys. Post game press conferences. I didn't really like my first read, so I was just went to playmaker mode. Game previews, recaps, brought to you by me, your host, JG Smooth. You're listening to the Cho Show only on the Suave Report. Good morning, afternoon, evening, night, whatever time it might be. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Cho Show podcast presented by TheSwallReport.com. I'm your host, Jonathan Goodo, a.k.a. J.G. Smooth. And before I bring my guest on, I just want to give a huge thank you to everybody who took the time to look at the signing day coverage. We had over 180 views uh, throughout the, the, the breakdown videos on the Cho Show podcast network YouTube channel. Uh, I know we also had listeners on the actual Sunday Day special podcast episode because somebody pointed out to me that I had uh, missed Zachary Stillwell, the defensive lineman out of UConn, had in my notes. Uh, I, I, I had him scouted, and for whatever reason, during recording, I guess I just skipped over him. Uh, so I do apologize for that. We were able to get, get him in there on the breakdowns. And you could see he had a high motor and a, and a, and a very good spin move. I think will be a lineman uh, that should make a impact on an already stout unit in the near near future. Uh, but I do, I do appreciate that again. If you all like what you're seeing, continue to like, view, comment, subscribe. Uh, it all helps. It it helps the channel grow. It helps the brand grow, and it helps get more eyes on UCL football. Uh, so with that out of the way, I'm going to go ahead and introduce my guest, someone that I wanted to bring on for quite some time now. I'm joined by University of Central Oklahoma sophomore running back Jace Gardner. Uh, Jace, thank you for taking the time to talk to me today. Uh, could you start by telling the viewers and listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so uh, like you said, my name is Jace Gardner. I'm from Moore, Oklahoma. I play running back for UCO, and I'm a kinesiology major in my uh, second year in the class, but first year on the field. Um, during your 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 time at Moore, uh, when you were the, before you got there, they were a program that hasn't had a whole lot of success. And then you and your class got there. I think made the playoffs three out of four years. Uh, how were you all able to kind of turn that around? Um, doing that, we also we all kind of decided to do that from a young age. We stuck together through through junior high and kind of made a statement. You know, we're not going to transfer to schools like some of these Westmore kids was doing. And so, uh, you know, we just decided that, you know, something important takes time to build, and we have no problem taking that time out of our out of our uh, process. And that we're all just going to stick this out as one goal. And so, I can't. It's not even just me. You know, kids like Daniel Hyshaw and Alex Baxter, Cole Karn. You know, those those guys too. You know. No, those dudes, those, you know, that's my family right there. Um, So I'm going to go to se- senior year because there was two things. The first thing was, I, I don't know if you remember, or you probably do, the, the stiff arm you had against that poor defender against Union. 
don't know if you recall that when we stepped on the man into like oblivion. Uh, you, you don't you remember remember that? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You remember the, the stiff arm? It was a road game at Union. It was like a nondescript run play. You think you, you broke it to the to the out to, to the left hand side on the outside, and you stiffed on the defender like two or three yards, like you like you almost pushed his his uh, helmet off. <laughs> it was at Union. It was yeah, at yeah. Union. Yeah, well, like, yeah, yeah, like was, the fourth yard line. It, it was. It was at Union. I think you got pretty close to, to scoring on that. Yeah, it, I know it, what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about? Okay, good. Okay. I know you're talking about. Uh so yeah, could you just or you just like walk me through through that? Like was there just did you just decide at that point I want to end this man's career? I mean, because you could have gone with like a truck or a juke and kind of just you know broke the man's neck. So I, I just want to know what was their thought into that was the spur of the moment? What no, nah, it was I feel like football is something you kind of got to bring a little bit of attitude into. And if you don't, then, you know, it'll show. And so I definitely, I, I think my stiff arm is one of my greatest things about me. And so I have no problem just going for the straight uppercut and just, you know, I have no problem breaking necks. No problem. <laughs> now, you, you, you also have though tremendous balance. I don't know the, the, um, the, the touchdown you scored against Missouri Western you were like right across the side, right by the sideline. The angle from the the, uh, the the stream, it was like you went into a pile of guys, and you came out, and you were like right by the sideline, and you ran it into the end zone. And I noticed this a lot when you were in more to just you run with good pad level, but like you you have really like impeccable balance that a lot of running backs don't have. What what do you kind of credit um, to that? Um, I'll probably say my legs, you know, I have really big legs. Um, and so I definitely think that, you know, that kind of, that balance probably comes from them. I think I also have a lot of good ankle stability. I do a lot of ankle work. Um, I, I, Alvin Kamara is one of my biggest inspirations and he has great balance. And so I stay in tune with a lot of the workouts he does. So I got to give credit to him for that. Uh, and then the, the playoff game against um, Edmund Santa Fe, uh, you kind of had, you, you, you feasted in that, in that game. What was working for you that night? Because they 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 really they really could not stop you. Uh, so I was what what was working for you? I think that night it was just one of those those things where they were like, you know what, we're gonna shut number two down. And you know, if if you key on one, something's gonna come through the back door. And I think that just happened to be my position. I think they kind of took me for granted on that. I think they kind of underestimated me. And you know, I think I can prove to be pretty lethal with the balls in my the ball in my hand, but. You know, same thing goes for Daniel Highshaw. If if it was if they were keying on me, then he would have gone for three thirty that night. We just kind of had that that tangible duo. You know, if I have a good night, he's having a great night. If I'm having a great night, he's having a good night. There was just no lows with us. You know, it was either you know him holding me up or me holding him up. You know, that's just kind of how it worked. And you're also one of these running backs that, at least in my opinion, you seem to get stronger as the game goes on. I, I just have. How are you able to do that? Because a lot, a lot of guys, especially the way you run with such physicality, would wear down throughout four quarters. But there were several times, not only in high school, but this past season, uh, where in, in the fourth you just turned it on to a different gear. Uh, how are you able to do that? And what, I guess, helped prepare you uh, for those, you know, grueling four quarter stretches? I just try and approach every single quarter as if it's the start of the game. Honestly, I think that's the best thing to do. Um, you know, every single drive, you always kind of want to have an upper hand. And I think if you just 
think punish every single drive when you go out then you'll truly punish and that's always what I said to myself uh, even if you might not get a yard make sure you may one do not want to hit you as hard in the next play and it's just from there on out and just keep going it just keep going it just keeps going I'm sorry oh <laughs> uh, no couldn't find the word <laughs> you're good uh now you the your recruiting process at least from what I could tell on Twitter it seemed like it was kind of slow and then it seemed like couple of weeks, maybe a month before signing day, I noticed you started posting you had got more offers. So what eventually led you to choose uh, UCO? UCO, I mean, they were very loyal and very dedicated to me. I very I very much wanted to take my time with the recruiting process, and they very much were under, like understanding of that, and they're very patient with me. And, you know, they, they also spoke a lot of the qualities that I, I look for in a team, which is loyalty. And I, from day one, that's all I saw from them. And so I knew that my – my priorities aligned with theirs, and I was like, this is the team where I want to go, for sure. Um, now, I asked your teammate, um, Dante McGee, about this, but as, a, as an incoming freshman in 2020, when the season was canceled, I, how, how was that experience? Because not only were you not playing a sport, I imagine, that you played a lot of years straight, but you're also having to adjust to college life and adjust to college. So what was your experience like? I would definitely say college is a big adjustment compared to high school. Um, coming in, I was very eager to play, and I thought I was going to play my freshman year right off the bat. You know, fortunately, COVID kind of took that away. But I just saw it as another chance to, you know, get better and, you know, just find out what we can improve on. And, you know, as a personal span standpoint, I just wanted my body to grow. I wanted to get stronger, faster every single day. And so, that whole year kind of prepared me perfectly, I think, to get me right where I thought I needed to be. Uh, and what did you do from the standpoint of getting your body right during that in downtime, I guess? A lot of stairs. I'll say that. A whole lot of stairs. <laughs> stairs are my favorite form of conditioning. I think it's the right amount of explosiveness uh, that a running back needs. And I did stairs every single day at the end of a workout. Any workout that has some type of explosive speed work, I was doing. That's what I I think my game needed was that little bit of speed, little bit of takeoff, and so that's really what I kind of emphasized. Uh, man, fast forward, you have the the scrimmage exhibition game against Southern Nazarene, your, your first college action. Just talk about what that experience was like for you. Were there any nerves? Uh, and and did it did it go as well as you thought from your performance standpoint? Uh, as you had expected going into it? Um, going into it, I wouldn't, I wasn't really nervous because, I mean, you only get nervous at things you don't know, I feel like. And, you know, I, I felt mentally I was, I was well prepared. I just wanted a moment, you know, and at the time I got my moment and I just, I used it to my best ability. Going in, I didn't realize I would have a 90 yard game with the amount of time I was given, but you make things work. And I think it worked out perfectly. I think we showcased a lot of a lot of good talent, especially Steph. Yeah, yeah, he had that four quarter comeback. Um, and then you know, so so you have that running back room from that time till start of the season. There was some guys left, some ways shook out there. So you start the, the Missouri Western game, your first meaningful college game. Uh what was with, at that point after the Nazarene game, were you like, okay, I, I know what to expect now. I can I can handle this, or was there still some I don't want to say question marks, but like 
you know, what was there any uneasiness, I guess, left uh as far as you adjusting to the to the college game? Um, at that standpoint, I really had a bag on my confidence. You know, I really didn't question the game as if I was, am I good enough? Am I strong enough? Can I compete? I really questioned it as how far can I go? And I think when you switch up your mindsets with, you know, I knew I was going to be able to do something. I just wanted to know the impact I would have. And, you know, the first game coming out, I didn't really feel like I showcased my ability as to the extent I wanted it to. But throughout the season, I think we definitely saw that. And at what point during the season would you say that you reached, uh, I guess, a, a level of, of play that that you felt like was appropriate to your standards? I would probably say uh, Fort Hayes. Fort Hayes was like my real game going in. I knew that, you know, Peyton was uh, actually going to be out that week. I knew that I would have to take a lot of the carries. And so that week I was just mentally preparing myself. You know, there is no fold. There is no coming out. You know, I have to be the guy this week and to just do whatever my team needed me to do. And that's kind of the preparation and the maturity where I realized, you know, I kind of, you know, hit another level up kind of. Uh, and then you had you had your first 100-yard uh, game and the 40-point win over Northeastern, Eastern State. Uh, what did that, I don't if, if anything, what did that mean to you, and what was working for you so well in that in that game? Because you were having a lot of success running the ball. Uh, what was working for you against Northeastern State? I thought I just kind of found my rhythm. I thought I kind of had them figured out. Um, I, I, I noticed that they were kind of crashing and they were kind of flowing quickly. So if I kind of just followed my blocks and just eased in there one more second, I would be able to follow my tunnel out. And I – if you go back and watch that game, which I, I, I know you you you're, you do your research. I mean, you're crazy, man. Uh, <laughs> that you can definitely see that they were starting to flow too quickly, and I kind of picked up on that. Uh, and then, well, I think if people it still had question marks about you at that point. I think the the the, the uh, game against Wasper in the fourth quarter, last couple of drives before you left, but I think it was like an ankle. Uh, you you were you were just you were carrying the offense. You were running over people, uh, running through people. Uh, in, in that in that stretch, what was working for you in that case? Um, I would definitely say that I kind of knew we were down, but I knew that you know, if if there's any time to shine, it's now. You know, in the moment that your team really needs you. So I was just like, you know what? Let's just unhook the trailer and just let's just go out there and play and have fun. And I feel like whenever you really relax and settle into the game, you play better. And that's definitely the case for me. Uh, and then, you know, you, you finished your season, you, you, you um, led the team in um, rushing, and you were second in touchdowns with six. You only lost like 14 yards on 107 carries, which is, is actually really impressive. Uh, how were you able to do that? Because I know that, that there's times you get stuffed in the backfield, but you're still able to make something out of nothing. How are you able to do that? Um, just don't go down. That's as, <laughs> as plain as that sounds. That's really all it is, you know. Just uh, there, there is a you know a certain aspect where you you have to understand where you do have to go down and not to lose a certain amount of yards. But I feel like if I can break that first guy and those kind of guys, are like oh he's in the backfield, he's going down, then you use that underestimation to your advantage and you just keep pushing and see what you can make out of nothing. Um. So. Off-season hits, uh, new coaches come in. 
how how has that been uh so so far with the uh new 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 the, with the with the staff changes are, are you has the team reacted well to it um is is the offseason training going good how, how how is that whole process of kind of learning them them learning you going so far um this has definitely been a very mental offseason i think for not just me but my entire team uh, I can definitely tell throughout the last few months, we've just grown together, like insanely. It's definitely a team-led team. And I think coming out next season, a lot of people are going to tell it's very team-led. People like Buckeye, you know, I, you know, me and Buckeye, I've known Buckeye since first grade. That dude, he's really just become a vocal leader in the locker room, in the in the weight room. And I just, I can't wait for people to see that on Showcase for us. Because I, I really think it means a lot to have all these these changes come around and to us only grow closer. Uh, and then I know um, when last, last season, before the season, when I talked to um, your your former coach, uh, Coach O, he mentioned you know you came in one day and said you want to be on the list of all Americans that that have that have played here. Uh, what do you feel like you have to do in order to achieve that goal? Stay strong minded. Anything, anything you really believe you can do, you can do. I'm I'm kind of down right now with some injuries, uh, kind of on the. The not the 2022 I expected, but I think I can definitely get there through my through just the right mentality and just I know my teammates are going to be there to push me. You know I'm a push back, but I I know that that not just me, but I think I'm I plan to be an All American. I very much like to be, and I don't think I'm gonna be the only one up there. Um. Yeah, and the 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 uh, the, the, the room now is you you and Peyton. I guess now would be the. Elder statesman, I guess. So, what from a from a from a leadership role, both you and him have now. What do you feel like you have to do uh, in order to help get the running back room, I guess, as one and get them on the same page? I definitely think you know Peyton being the senior guy. Uh, me and him are going to have to kind of you know work together in establishing not just ourselves in this in this room, but as an offense entirely. You know, we you know in the past running backs haven't been looked to to, you know, be the guy to make the plays. And I definitely think that's going to be a big change this upcoming season. And I definitely think that, you know, besides me and Peyton, you're definitely going to see a lot of big contributors in the running back room. Um okay, so now I know the team goal obviously every year. Uh, win the conference, you know, go to the playoffs. But as an individual goal for this coming season, um, what do you hope to accomplish on a personal level? Mm. Um, standpoint, I mean, yards-wise, I always want to have a lot of yards. You know, yards yards make touchdowns, yards win games. I want 1,500. I'm going to be honest. I want 1,500. Um, other than that, you know, I want to be the best teammate possible. I want – my teammates to be able to say that, you know, there wasn't one time I slacked and there wasn't one time I didn't have their back. That more than anything, being the best teammate possible, that's my number one goal. Um, okay. And before I let I, I get you off here, we do this, I did it with Dante, we do this all the time. Just filler questions, just kind of random questions. Um, get get to know your type of questions. So who is your favorite sports team? It could be basketball, football, baseball, doesn't matter. Who's your favorite favorite sports team? Titans. The Titans. Titans. Okay. I, the Titans. I'm a big Derrick Henry fan. And if I wasn't going to say the Titans, I would say the Chiefs. My whole family's from Kansas City. I love the Chiefs. I love the Titans. Those are my two teams. But if they play, 
I'm voting for the Titans. Titans. Okay, so as a Titans fan, are you on the Ryan Tannehill bandwagon here, or do, do, do we feel like he can get the job done, or do we need to upgrade at that position? Um, I don't think Ryan Tannehill is a bad quarterback. I don't think he's a great quarterback, however. You know, I definitely <laughs> feel like the running back room for the Tennessee Titans I've been carrying a little bit, <laughs> a little bit. But, um, I mean, shoot, I wouldn't mind Aaron Rodgers shoot, suiting up in a Titans jersey. Yeah, you know, yeah, true, true. Um, okay, see, uh, your favorite hobby outside of football? Favorite hobby, I was probably playing video games. I'm about to start streaming here in a little bit. So, uh, yeah, definitely playing video games. I'm a huge gamer. Okay, what you streaming? So, what, what, what do you, um, what do you, what do you stream? Call of Duty, Call of Duty, uh, Warzone specifically, but I'm actually, I've been playing this new game called Dying Light 2. And so I've re- I'm really getting into that. Okay, so you you stream on 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 what Twitch? Yeah, Twitch or Mixer. I'm I'm actually I haven't started yet. I, I'm about to get my camera. I'm about to get my camera. I'm waiting for that. But no, it's coming. It's coming. I got <laughs> clips. I got clips. I'll send you some. Okay. Hey. Uh, yeah. We'll we'll get that out there for you. Um. Okay. Didn't know the man was was a gamer here. Um. Okay. So from a gaming standpoint, then. What is the best game you've you ever played, and what would you say is the worst game you ever played? Mm, that's a good one. That's a great question. Best game I've ever played, hands down. Gotta be Black Ops 2. Black Ops 2 is a classic. Black Ops 2 or Black Ops 3 is probably one of my favorite games of all time. I remember just hopping on after high school and or like after getting home, and that, that was just my go-to. Black Ops 2 will forever be untouched in my heart. That that game is that. It's like that. That's my childhood right there. <laughs> and the uh, uh, worst game you've ever played? Worst game? Hmm. Probably Cyberpunk. That game was trash. <laughs> <laughs> that game was trash. I had to get my refund on that one. Literally, that game was so trash. They literally had – they were handing out refunds, and I best believe I got mine. I got my 60 back and spinning on something else. That game is trash, bro. I don't know what they was – they released a half game. It was half a game. There was – it wasn't even a full game, man. Yeah, well, you know, I'm sure they were, they were going to patch it in. You know, you, you get updates, right? I'm, you know, you no. could have just not. I paid okay. full price for a game. I should get a full game is all I'm saying, <laughs> not half. Uh, okay. Let's see. So – um favorite tv show favorite tv show Ooh, right now peacemaker peacemaker's tough it's on hbo max if you haven't seen it i very much recommend it okay okay um let's see uh, favorite musical artist favorite musical artist i have j cole up right here right but there's two more posters you can't see one's a little oozy one one's a tyler one but i'm gonna say my favorite artist is a little oozy or Lil Wayne, probably Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Old Lil Wayne or new Lil Wayne? Old Lil Wayne. Oh, by far. <laughs> oh, by far. No diss to new Lil Wayne. New Wayne hot. New Wayne hot. That, that, his music is tough regardless, but old Wayne is untouched. That's the best rapper alive right there. Old okay. Wayne is different. Uh, how? I guess big question. How is it different? Right. In your opinion. Oh, his flow back then was just nasty. That dude will hop on any beat and just tear it up for two and a half minutes regardless. Now he's a lot more 
I want to say uh, reserved in his in you know how he raps. I feel like he, mm-hmm. he's 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 not the same way, but he's still cold. He just toned it down just a little bit. He, he it's not much of a tone down. <laughs> okay, so then your favorite Little Wayne song? Ooh, <laughs> Nightmares at the Bottom by far. Okay, that's Nightmares at the Bottom. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, okay. Favorite food? Favorite food. If you ask my mom, she'd probably say cookies, but I'm gonna say French toast. French toast is my favorite food. French toast. Okay, so with cookies, what are we going? Chocolate chip. Chocolate chip. Chocolate chip. Okay. Chocolate chip. Oh yeah. <laughs> Chocolate chip cookie guy. All the way. <laughs> okay. Um. Let's see. Okay. Do you have any pregame um, rituals, routines that you normally do? Pre-game rituals, I always pray before my games. I pray uh, for myself and I pray for my teammates and I pray for my opponent's safety at all times. Um, besides that, I'm always bumping Lil Wayne on game day and I'm bumping Kanye in the morning. Kanye is always my morning vibe on game day. And then it switches to a little bit of Drake and Uzi. And then right before the game, only Lil Wayne. Only every single game day. <laughs> so you had to like ramp that miss. up. <laughs> I don't miss. That's the same game day music schedule every Saturday. Now, is it now is it is is it the is it the same exact songs or or do you do you mix it up? Nah. So so how I started off, I'm usually up by about eight a.m. on us on a normal Saturday game, right? Mm-hmm. First two hours straight straight uh, Kanye. I go in. I, I I go in. I do all my stretches. I get loose listening to Kanye. You know, I I, I just. I'm relaxed, okay? And then, pause. Now I think about that. Pause. Uh, pause. And then right before, you know, right after meetings, you know, right out, like right when we're chilling, about to put our pads on and stuff, like when I'm getting ready, mm-hmm. Uzi, Drake, all the way, I'm turned up. Right before we walk out, only Wayne. Only old Wayne. Only old Wayne. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we have we have to clarify that. We have to uh, clarify. <laughs> clarify. Um, and then I, I noticed you have uh that like long arm arm tattoo. What what exactly is that? Oh, right here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I uh, I got Isaiah forty one ten right here. Mm-hmm. I got a lion right here. Uh, yeah, and then. <laughs> I got right here. It says one God, one King, one Son. Mm-hmm. I got John three sixteen, and then I got the touch of Adam right here. Okay, okay. So do you do you plan to get more ink, or are you gonna just 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 call it good with that? I actually I had money saved up to get ink. Right, I had I had I had my whole chest planned out, everything up to about like right around my neck. I had everything mm-hmm. planned out. My dog went and got Parvo, and so I had to pay six hundred dollars in hospital bills. So then that went, plan went down the drain. So, oh. it is what it is. Little bro's kicking it still. He just turned one not too long ago, so I'm happy. Oh, okay, what well, what kind of what kind of dog do you have? He's a Belgian Malinois. They look like German Shepherds, but they're kind of like smaller and more muscular. Okay, okay. Um, I think I can that might that might be it. Um. You have a message to the, to the fans, um, what they can expect from you this season? I'm not going to say what you can expect from me because, you know, from a personal standpoint, I always plan on coming out and performing and doing my best. But as a team standpoint, 
Broncos 22 is not going to be like any Bronco team you've ever seen. We got it all. We got quarterbacks. We got wide receivers. We got a great defense, great O-line. I'm just telling you, everyone in the MIAA should be scared. That's true. That's true. And you brought that up, which does remind me to ask this question. You faced that defensive line, all right, Michael Slater, Robert Fuentes, and company. That <laughs> That is a very dominant physical group. So I have to, I've got to ask, but it, in practice, what is it like going up against those guys? Um, At first, very intimidating, but, you know, I love those guys. I'm not going to lie. Some of my closest friends on the on the team are D-linemen. I love my D-line dudes. And I feel like, you know, that type of talent that we have at our D-line, whenever our O-line plays someone else, I feel like it's they're nowhere near as stellar as ours. So I feel like it's always kind of toned down a little bit when we get in the game. I'll be honest, I haven't seen a, a a better defensive line than ours. Ours is Michael Slater, Rob Fuentes, shout out Deion Woods, miss you, bro. All those dudes, stellar dudes. Yeah, yeah. No, I I, I was really I was blown away actually by the by, by the line this year, especially against uh, Northwest Missouri in that uh, in that first half. Yeah, that that was that was some impressive stuff. Well, Jace, uh, um, I, I I appreciate you taking time. I know very busy man in the middle of semester and weights and all that, all that, all that, all that stuff. But um, like I said, you know, you ever want to come back on and promote your streaming and uh, you know, you know, all that, all that, all that good stuff. Um, you're more than welcome to. Uh, I, I had a, I had a great time and. I wish you nothing but the best this season. Hopefully, you can reach that fifteen hundred yard mark, uh, and and you know we we have a rebound season, and um, you know all goes well for you. I appreciate that. Hey, let me know if you're trying to hop on the game sometime. All right. Oh, I will do that. <laughs> I will do that. <laughs> let me know. All right. Thank you, Jace. No problem. You stay safe, man. Uh, you too. So again, I want I want to thank Jace for coming on. Like I mentioned earlier. Someone I really want to talk to for quite some time. I followed him his last three years and more. And again, I was excited when when when, when he when he committed, and I'm glad that he's as good as advertised. As you go back to that 2020 signing day special, you will see how high I was on the man. And uh glad to see that my streak is still alive and well. Um, also found it interesting that he's a gamer. I, I did not know that about the man. And it's a great segue to my final point here because uh, pretty pretty soon in the coming days, I'm going to have a new series on the Choso Podcast Network YouTube channel. It's still going to be UCL football, but in virtual form, if that gives you any hint, any idea there. Um, I think it would be a great way to not only keep keep content coming uh, as we as we pepper in some more one on ones in in the near future, hopefully, and in spring when we get Dante on. But I think it will also be a good way to maybe get viewers that also like football, uh, but might not know about UCO if that makes sense. Get get to get more eyes on it and hopefully get more people interested. Uh, in UCL football. As a matter of fact, I saw a comment the other day um, where a, a gentleman had watched some of the uh, videos and actually became interested in Division II football and, and about UCL. So we can get more people like that eyes on the channel, on the podcast. It's not only good for me, but it's good for football players, football team in general, 
get them more eyes on it. People realize the quality football that is being played. So again, keep your eyes out on that. Um, so if you are subscribed, you'd obviously, you know, we'll see it, we'll see it early. So just keep your eyes on that. Uh, but again, I want to thank uh, Jace again for, for, for taking time to come on and talk to me. Uh, I, had, I had a great time and hopefully we'll, we'll bring him back on at some point uh, in the future. But until then, my name is Jonathan Goodo, a.k.a. J.G. Smooth. I'll talk to you all later.